You're listening to Life Church Podcast with Pastor Bill Carpenter. Um, let's, uh, let's get into God's Word this morning for a few minutes. Uh, you know, I always do this crazy thing. I always say, you know, let's get in, in, into God's Word, and I'm, I'm going to preach to you for a few minutes, and I tell you that this, ah, today's going to be short, it's going to be brief, you know, and then I preach forever. Um, and, uh, and, and some of you just, you know, you just look at me like, Pastor, come on, we know you. Um, but I, I think today might be short, okay? I think today might be brief, all right? Um, only because I, I really want, I want one central message to come across to you today, no other, all right? And that message is this, and that is that Jesus is king. Jesus is king. All right, that is such a, a, a unique concept for us to wrap our minds and, and our lives around as Western Christians, this idea of king. We are very much more uh, uh, comfortable with a president or a CEO, uh, you know, or, or, or a consultant <laughs> or, or something like that. But... But Jesus is king, all right, and, and all that that entails. And uh, I hope that you will maybe do some, some personal work, all right, around this idea of what it is to be a king, and even more so, what is it to be the subject of a king? All right, it's one thing to understand a kingdom and its king. But the nitty-gritty is coming down to understanding what it means to be a subject in that kingdom and to live under that king's rule and that king's authority. Uh, so I want you to take your Bibles and turn to Mark chapter 11. I'm going to read uh, the first 10 verses there in that, that particular book, um, and then we'll kind of go from there. But as you're finding that, let me share a little story by way of introduction here with you this morning. Uh, there, there's a legend about an ancient village in Spain, and this, this, uh, it, it is a legend, uh, totally, uh, but I think it has a wonderful parallel here for us. And the villagers, they, they learned that, that the king would pay a visit to this little ancient village, and, and in a thousand years, a king had never visited this particular village, all right? And so, as the word spread among the villagers, uh, excitement grew, and, and uh, the leaders in the village said, oh, we must throw some kind of celebration. We must have this, this big event, this big celebration. All the villagers agreed that this was a good thing to do. Uh, but it was a very poor village, and they did not have very many resources within the village. And so someone came up with a, a, a classic idea. And what they, they did was they said, well, since many of our villagers in, in the, the village and in the outlying area make their own wine... The idea is that everyone in the village will bring a large cup of their choice wine, their, their best wine, into the town square. And they said, we'll pour it into a large vat, okay? And so we will fill this vat with the, the, the most choice, most fine wine that we all have, and we will offer it to the king as a gift. It will be his gift, this vat of the finest of the village wine. And so when the king draws the wine uh, to drink, it, it'll be the very best that he has ever tasted in all of 
his life. And so the day before the, the king's arrival, hundreds of people line up and they make their offering to this honored guest, the king, the great king who was coming tomorrow. And they climb the small stairway and, and they pour their cup, their gift, if you will, through a small opening uh, uh, in, in, at, at, in the, of the vat at the top. And so finally the vat is full and so they, they seal the vat. The king arrives the next day in the village. All the people are excited there. He's escorted to the town square. Uh, he's given this wonderful silver chalice. All right, and uh, and when he's handed this chalice, the the vault is is rolled out, and this big fanfare is made, and so the king is brought over, and they 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 tap the 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 vat with a spigot, and uh, put the chalice under it, and they open it, fill the chalice with this wine for the king. They they hand it to him. The the leaders are all excited, and the king uh, tastes the wine only to find that the wine is water, not wine. And here's what happened. Each person, seeing themselves as poor, thought, you know, I could take a glass of a cup of water and I could pour a cup of water in the vat and it, it, no one will ever know and it'll just get mixed with all the wine. And I don't know this king anyway. And so I'll just pour a cup of water. But everybody did the same. Everybody had the same heart. Everybody had the same idea. He was a great king. But he really wasn't their king. And so it won't matter. I'll just pour water in. And so when the wine was drawn, it was not wine. It was water. And the king was terribly dishonored. Terribly dishonored. I want to talk to you for just a few minutes about the idea of not only the king, but can we honor him? He is this amazing king, and he is on a mission. That rescue mission that we've talked about. Let's go to Mark chapter 11 and pick up the story. In verse 1, it says, as they approached Jerusalem, Jesus and his disciples, it says that they came to this place called Bethphage and, and Bethany on the Mount of Olives. And Jesus sent two of his disciples saying to them, go to the village ahead of you and, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt tied there, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. And if anyone asks you, why are you doing this? You tell them the Lord needs it and we'll send it back shortly. And so they, they went and they found a colt outside on, in the street, tied at a doorway. And as they untied it, some people standing there asked, What are you doing untying that colt? They answered as Jesus had told them, and the people let them go. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road, while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. And those who went ahead and those who followed shouted, Hosanna! Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Blessed is the coming kingdom of our father David. Hosanna in the highest. Jesus rode into Jerusalem that day on a mission. He was already beginning. He was already focused. The, the, the Bible 
clearly gives us this picture, this imagery, if you will, of Jesus having at some moment set his face towards Jerusalem. He literally began to look as though this is the only thing that I am focused on now. I, I have nothing else to consider at this point. I have, I have nothing else to do. The rest of my ministry is now behind me. And the one thing that I am focused on is to go to Jerusalem. I must go and fulfill the ultimate part of my mission. And that we know, of course, was to die on the cross for the sins of mankind. And so we have this mission. It's, it's Passover. It's the greatest Jewish feast of all. Uh, people from all over Israel have made their pilgrimage into the city of Jerusalem. They are celebrating this as a holiday. It is, it is commemorating God's mighty work uh, freeing the Jews from the Egyptian bondage during the days of Moses. So it's been celebrated year after year after year. It is the biggest event of the Jewish people's lives. And Jesus has already traveled He's taught, he's performed miracles, he's worked hard over these last three years of his life. He's done everything that the Father has told him to do. He has said everything that the Father has told him to say. And so he has made this sort of his ultimate final pilgrimage. This is his last trip, if you will. This is the last thing he's going to do, go into the holy city. And he knew what would happen there. And he knew how he would be treated. And he knew how he would die. Yet he is on this mission. And there is nothing that is going to deter him. There is nothing that is going to stop this man, Jesus, from fulfilling his obligation to the Father, his commitment to the Father. He is in full obedience. He is in full alignment. He is in full submission to the Father in everything that He is doing. And so He sets His eyes to Jerusalem and He goes for that. Just a few days earlier, He had said in, in Luke chapter 19, He says, For the Son of Man came to seek and save that which is lost. I wonder how many of us, even as believers, just have this idea that we just came somehow, you know. We were born, all right. We were just born. I, I, I was born. I, I was conceived by my parents. I, I was born. I'm, I'm here. I, I live. But there's sort of like nothing beyond that. No, no real definitive, intentional understanding of what that encompasses and what that means. See, Jesus says that, that I came but I came to do something specific. I came to seek and I came to save. It's an amazing, amazing focus that Jesus has here. And He knows the cost. He knows what is going to be required of Him. And yet, He is determined to be obedient to the Father and to fulfill the Father's will. This word, Hosanna. Hosanna, Hosanna. You know, we, we say that last year we, we, we had palm branches in here and we had you, you, you kind of walk around the room at the beginning of the worship service and wave your palm branches and some of you were like, you were all over the place, you know. Yeah, I like this, I'm waving. Hosanna, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest, you know. Some of you were like, you know, you know uh, Hosanna, Hosanna, you know. And some of you were like, you know, 
almost like you were sweeping the floor or something, you know, it was down here, you know, and a couple of you just went, you know, like, nah, I, don't, I, don't, I don't need a branch, I'm, I'm, I'm all right. Yeah. I'm not picking on any of us. But all of this group, perhaps they were family and friends, perhaps they were, were people who uniquely got a glimpse somehow or a revelation of this Jesus and his teaching, or they, they were healed by one of his miracles, or they, they heard him preach and they, they just knew that there was life in this man, and, and they, they truly believed he was the Son of God. You know, but they're there. And so he, he shares with the disciples what must happen and they bring this colt and, and it's never been ridden on and, and they, they lay a cloak over him and so he sits on this, this little donkey, if you will, you know, and he, st he starts to move forward. And as he does, something happens, something very unique begins to happen and, and we see it in some tangible ways as it begins to happen. And suddenly, people are, are taking their coats off and they're laying them on the, the dirt path in front of Jesus. And others who don't have coats or cloaks to, 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 to lay before Him, they suddenly look around and they, they, you know, they, they, they see a palm tree. And so they run over and they grab branches, if you will, and cut, cut them and, and start to lay them. And what they're trying to do is say, you're worthy. You know, you, you, there's something special about you. There's something very unique here. And, and I don't know exactly what to do, but somehow I need to honor you. Somehow I need to, I, I, I need to express something to you. In, in some limited way, my humanity needs to respond to what you are all about and this mission that you are on. And I need to, I need to somehow express that I, I got it. I know you are the Son of God. And so they begin to lay these things down and, and they begin to, to make this pathway, if you will, for the King. And that's not enough. And so they begin to say, I don't know who was first, but someone in that moment just says, Hosanna! Hosanna! You know what they're saying? The translation? Save! Save! It's, it's as though it's some prophetic message being spoken. It's as though they really got, you are the one. You're the rescuer. You're the one that's going to do this thing. You're going to take care of it. They didn't know how. They didn't even understand what Jesus was going to encounter when he entered into Jerusalem. They had no idea the suffering. They had no idea the kind of death and the humiliation that he would go through. They are believing that this is a king. He is, he is entering into his mission. He is coming into his own. He's about to fulfill himself in this mission from his father God. And no doubt they probably thought, ah, it's going to happen right now. I can't wait to see those Pharisees and those Roman soldiers just get plowed down here. Finally, we're going to be free. He's going to rule. He's going to take over. And he sits on this lowly donkey and they cry, Hosanna, Hosanna. Blessed is he who comes, who is on a mission in the name of the Lord. Blessed is his coming 
kingdom. And in that moment, they begin to embrace all of that. Fast forward. This day, your day, your life, your world, your neighborhood, your house. Close your eyes for a moment. Everyone, close your eyes. Empty all the other stuff out for a second, if you can. Picture your house, where you live, your apartment, your home, your duplex, whatever. Just picture it. You've driven up there or walked up there so many, 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 many times. Picture your driveway or your walkway. A little parking lot, maybe. Picture that street right in front of your house, what it looks like. The sidewalk, if there's one. Mailbox. What kind of pavement? Look down your street in your mind for a moment. If you saw a small crowd gathering down your street... You know, no fire trucks, no ambulances, none of that stuff, but just a, a gathering of people. And suddenly they started coming towards your house. Can you picture that kind of? Just, just a group of people. It doesn't have to be anybody you know. Just a group of people. Now suddenly put inside of that group of people kind of your idea of Jesus. Early 30s. Almost a minimalist, very simple man, but he's coming. And they're beginning to get excited around him. And he suddenly now is in front of your house. What would you do? And here's, here's the big question. What do you have to give to a king? What would you lay down for your king? How would you honor him? You can open your eyes. I'm amazed at this crowd because without really, without really knowing what he was going to do and what was going to happen, they were already articulating his mission. Save! Save! Hosanna, Hosanna, glory to God in the highest. We honor His kingdom, we welcome His kingdom. I don't know how you answer that question. I was going to have you like get in groups and, and, uh, and, and, and tell each other how you, how you would do that, but then I backed out of that one because I, I thought I really did want to kind of not be real long today. I really want to just hit this hard and straightforward with you. That's his mission is to come and to seek and save the lost. Let's bring it home. I think you have a mission and that mission is to honor the king. That's what you are called to do. You're called to honor the king. We've lost honor in America. We're all about finding fault. We're all about finding what's wrong. I don't agree with everything our president does, but I think he's been horribly dishonored. 
I think the position of president has just been terribly, terribly torn apart and mutilated. I think this has happened in, in, in churches. There are many churches where, where leadership is not honored. And they're, they're maligned. I think it's happened in homes. Don't, you don't have to raise your hand. It's just a question for you to think about it. But how many of you as parents, as a, as a mom or a dad, have felt awfully dishonored in, in your home at times? And I think, it's, I think it's really really a sad commentary for marriages today because so many marriages are, are, are breaking up and, 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 and falling into ruin because there's a lack of honor between spouses. We're very much more about dishonoring than honoring, I think, in our Western culture. And, and, and I want to challenge you and I that, that you have a mission today to praise and honor. Jesus, because He is a King. Not only is He a King, He is the King. He is the King of Kings. It's something that gripped me last night, and I feel it gripping me even now as I talk to you. And if you're a visitor today, I warn you, I am an emotional pastor, okay? So I don't have a problem getting a shaky voice and teary eyes and those kinds of things. And I'm so very comfortable with my masculinity. Uh, so it's not going to bother me. So I hope it won't bother you. But I was sharing it with Pastor Dave this morning and it gripped me again in my office as we were sharing when we were getting ready to pray uh, for the service today. And I, I, I just got tears again. But, but I, there's something about this thing. See... The last thing I would want to do would be to hurt any of you. The last thing I would want to do would be to offend any of you. But, but listen, I, I, I can't stand up here and preach sermons to you that are going to just make you feel good. And I can't promise you that life is going to be easy because I don't think it is going to be easy. I don't think that's good theology to tell you that life is going to be easy. And, and, and we've talked about this. We don't think it would be right for us as shepherds to, to come before you and say, you know, the best thing that you can do is just accept Jesus because as soon as you accept Jesus, everything's going to be wonderful and awesome and fabulous because it's not. But God is good. <laughs> he is faithful. He loves you. Jesus is on a mission to rescue you and redeem you. And there will be a day when you will live with Him in eternity. And it will be good. It will be real good. Alright? But we're not there yet. Okay? So we're in this earth. We're in this life. And there is stuff that is going to happen. But here's the thing. I, I can't be just about teaching you that, that it's even good. I have to help you to understand something. The Bible says every knee will bow. Everyone. Everyone. Every tongue will confess that Jesus is Lord. Not some, not a few, not the best, not the wisest. Oh, oh Jesus is coming again. Jesus came on that day. Jesus came into Jerusalem. Jesus was on a mission. That mission He accomplished on the cross, yes. But the final fulfillment of that mission is when He comes again. When the trumpet of God shall sound. 
and we shall be changed in an instant. And we will be like Him. And we will join Him. He was resurrected. He came and He was resurrected. He died, He was resurrected. He left this earth. He will come again. But there is this this epic window of time in between. And that's where we are. And we have a mission. And that mission is to honor the King. That mission is to live out honor to the King. That can be done publicly. That can be done privately. That can be done in a variety of ways. Spoken words, printed words, words that are sung in songs, painted with pictures, danced with, with, with stuff, signed with hands. I, there's, there's so many different ways it can be done the, the, the variety and the style and all of that is not the issue. The issue is what we have been called to do. 1 Peter 2.9 says, You are. You are presently. You are a chosen people. A royal priesthood. A holy nation. A people belonging to God that you may declare the praises of Him who called you up out of darkness and into His wonderful light. That's you. That's me. That's us. That's, our, that's our, our mission, if you will. Part of our mission, if we're followers of Jesus, is to praise Him. And, and, and that, that, that idea of praising Him means a lot of different things, I guess. It means we pay Him a compliment. It means we, we put a good, good word in for Him. It means we say good things about Him and, and what He's done. It means we, we thank Him for, for what He's done. It means we make a joyful noise unto Him and, 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 and song and, and stuff like that. But I believe that as much as anything, to honor and exalt the King is to proclaim Him. Proclaim Him. How else will anyone know He's the King lest His subjects honor Him and proclaim Him? And we are His subjects. Now, I said to you that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess, and it will because that's the promise of God, that's the truth of His Word. But here's the beautiful thing, is you and I don't wait until then. We don't wait until some place in the future. We are His subjects. And we bow before Him now. And we declare Him King. That is our mission. What? When Jesus comes before you, what will you give him? Let me ask it in a different way. What inhibits you from honor that is due to the king? What in your life? I I, I could give you some, some options to choose from. But only the Holy Spirit can really help you answer that question. Is He Lord? You see, I I believe that that Lordship, I'm not advocating or or implying to you that I got it, okay? I'm struggling with this. Because I feel like I have missed the mark here. I I believe that, that Lordship, the sovereignty of kingship requires my absolute allegiance, my total obedience. 
And I believe it requires that of, of, of all of us. And, 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 and I, I, I'm not talking about uh, getting really excited and screaming and, and dancing around and all of that to prove that, that you're committed or that you have some kind of allegiance. Um, there was one of the, uh, the um, Academy Award nights quite a few years ago. And uh, one, one of the guys who won, his name was Roberto, and I'm not sure about his last name, and I would, I would butcher it, probably will butcher it, but um, Benigni or something like that. Anyway, he won. He won for whatever movie he was in. I don't even remember the movie now. But, but if you were watching those awards of that particular year, you'll remember the guy. He, he dark-haired guy, and when they called the, the, his name and he had won, he, 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 he literally kind of like, like he jumped up and he's just, he's waving his arms all over the place and, and he, he like dances up on the, he's up on the seats and he's, he's all over people and he's just screaming and he's spinning around and he's like, yes, 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 you know. Uh, they, they made reference to him and he was in the news, you know, because he created such an uproar of how he received his, 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 uh, his, his Oscar, um, uh, I think it was Sophia Loren uh, was the, the giver of the thing. You know, and he goes up and he grabs this stately older actress, you know, and he's just hugging her and jumping and all this stuff, you know. And, uh, and, and there was reference made of how he had visited the Pope earlier uh, in, 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 in the Vatican. And he, he was like, you know, you don't touch the Pope. He touched him. He didn't, he didn't like just touch him. Like, like he put his hands all over him and he was kissing him on his shoulders and his neck and, and just, you know, he was like, and he was calling him Papa, you know, and, 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 and all, just all this stuff. What, here's what I'm getting to. Shortly after he received his award and everything settled down and it quieted a bit and a couple of other awards had been, been uh, given, uh, a gentleman received an award the same night and uh, he walked up, very stately older guy, you know, and he walked up very quietly, uh, reached out and received the award from, from the presenter and uh, leaned over and, and he spoke into the microphone and he just said, um, inside, I am like Roberto. Deep inside of me, I am jumping and I am I'm not talking about some demonstration that you create or some performance that you give here. Do you understand what, 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 I'm, what I'm getting at here? I'm not talking about something contrived here. I, I, you know, sometimes I'll get up in a, in a service and I'll, I'll stand up in front of you and I'll say, all right, let's all just, let's praise the Lord. Just like we were at a football game and they just made a touchdown. Let's all just, let's just let loose and let's just go. And, and almost all of you will probably go along with me and we'll all just do that. and We'll hoop and holler. And, and, and carry on and all of that stuff. Nothing wrong with that. But what I'm saying here, I'm talking about, about in, in the core of our heart, deep down in who we are, in that place where we engage with Jesus ourselves and, and in that intimate moment, nothing contrived, nothing that is performance, nothing that is put together here, but inside your heart of hearts that there is a place there where you say, I know you are the King. And in that place, I will do my best to honor you. And to honor you means that I lay down 
everything for you. And see, this is the beautiful analogy, and, and, and this is where we're going to kind of close here, is people lay down their coat. I dare say for many of those who laid them down, that was their only coat. This story always convicts me, but it convicted me more. Last night I was looking in the closet. I looked in my closet. I have like three coats. I have, in, in, you know, like in my closet by my bed, I have like three coats. And then there's a closet that we have in, in, the, in the kind of little office area we have. And, and I think I have one, one coat in there. And then there's a, a little bedroom uh, that we kind of use for a little TV room or whatever. And there's a closet in there. And I think I have about three coats in there. Um, and, and two of my coats are almost identical, and they're both black leather. Now, who needs two black leather coats? You know, I, I'm getting very convicted these days about the, the extravagance of my life um, and, and, and realizing that I have so much. You know, see, for me, to lay down a coat for Jesus wouldn't mean anything, really, because I've got a few. But if you only have one coat and you lay it down and a donkey walks over it and, 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 and people are, or the throng of people are behind and they're walking over it as well, in all likelihood, when, 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 the, when it's all done, that coat isn't going to be very valuable. It's not going to be wearable. It's not going to be any good anymore. And so some of these folks gave the only thing they had at that moment to, to give, they, you know, and, and, and some didn't even have a coat. And so the best they can do is see that palm branch, you know, and, 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 and all they can, I mean, it's like, I've got to give something. <laughs> and so there's, this, there's at least this act of honor. Maybe you, maybe you don't have a lot to give. I don't know. I'm, I, I don't even know what giving actually means for you. But, but there's an act of honor here. All right, there, 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 there's a moment for every one of us where we need to act on this. And there, we need to have honor to this king. So the issue for me isn't, isn't what you give. That's, that, that, that is an issue for you and God. But the act of honor is an issue for us as believers. And I want to ask you, will you join me in a greater commitment to honor this king? I'm not asking you to come in here and be Jeannie Omelin and dance all over the place. I'm not saying that's reserved for Jeannie. <laughs> I told her, she's, she's in Aberdeen today with her family. She said, I'm, you know I'm not going to be there. She, said, she brought in the palm tree for me. So I had, I had a palm tree today. And, and, and I said, I'm going to pick on you while you're gone. And she goes, I bet you do. So Jeannie, this one's for you. All right. Jeannie can get up here and just dance and just she's just free and you know all the little kids are sitting here and they go look at the butterfly lady you know because she dances with those wonderful colorful banners you know it's great that's Jeannie I'm not asking you to be Jeannie I'm just asking you to honor the king that's all I'm saying is could we could we be more intentional that when especially when we come in when we come into God's house, can we honor this great King? What are those things that get in the way? Pride, fear, doubt, hurt. I've got a list here. I've got all kinds of things to, to tell you why you shouldn't let those get in the way. 
But you don't need those. I was reading this morning about the, uh, the running of the bulls, the bullfights in Spain. This guy was sharing. He was talking about the kingdom of God and honoring God. And he said that he was watching the bullfight and everybody's cheering. They're cheering for the matador. And he said, all of a sudden, I, the guy next to me was talking or whatever. They were, you know, they were, they were sharing. He found out something. He said, you know, I enjoyed it for a little while until I found out something. He said, after the bullfight, they killed the bull. They slaughtered the bull. He said, I couldn't get that out of my mind. It, it, like it lost something for me there that changed everything. I think you and I need a good revelation of the love of God the Father. The mission was that Jesus would die, that he would die for your sins. But he would rise again. <laughs> he would rise again. And so next Sunday, we're going to come in here. We're going to honor. Hosanna! He saves. We're going to bless this King Jesus. And we're going to celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. But here's the key. And this is what I want to just implore you to do today. Is not box it up next Sunday and put it away. Live a life of honor. What will you give your king? Amen. All right, as uh, we do every week, we would like to give those of you who maybe have never heard the message of Jesus a chance to respond and a chance to come and to commit your life to King Jesus. Um, the Bible says that God has made, uh, has raised this Jesus from the dead and has made him Lord and God and King. And so uh, now he is at the right hand of the Father uh, and he is coming again for those who put their faith and their hope and their trust in him. And the Bible tells us that that is the only way to have salvation, that that's the only way to come back to the Father. And so if there are those of you here today that would like to come and confess him as Lord and King, we want to make that available to you today. Um, maybe there are those of you that say, hey, um, I never thought of Jesus as my King. Um, and, and maybe I thought of Jesus as, as serving me. We live in a very self-centered self-serving society and a lot of times we bring our faith our christianity right into that that jesus exists for me um, he loves me he came for me that's all true he died for me it's all about me the bible was written specifically for me i've actually crossed out the things in the bible that say other things say you and i put my name in there it's all about me and i've made this whole entire thing god is exists for me and it just surrounds me and maybe you need today to come to the king and say i exist for you my life is for you I exist for your glory to magnify you. 
I mean, God saved us. Yes, he loved us. Yes, but he saved us for himself, for his own glory. And oftentimes that's the part of the story, that's the footnote that we tag on the end or that we usually leave out. Um, But it is for his glory. It's all for his name. And he is about his glory. God is a self-centered God. And so you need to come to King Jesus today and say, wait, I, I think I've had this thing wrong. I think that I've, I've built my world around me. I've built my faith around me. And maybe you need prayer to say, I, I am submitting to the allegiance of King Jesus today. And um, I'm, I'm foregoing my life. I'm saying it's not about me anymore. It is about you. And you can do with my life what you want. Um, so maybe that's you today. Um, whatever it is, we'd like to give you a, a few moments here of, of reflection and time and prayer. And um, we'll just be back here. But let me pray for you as we close the service. And then you can come and talk to us today if you'd like to visit more about King Jesus. Father, we thank you for today. Lord, we thank you that uh, you are the great king, that you are the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and there is no other king or authority or power that um, even comes close to you, that uh, there is no one or nothing that you are subject to, that you have all power, all authority, and that all of that has been given unto you, Jesus, uh, and that you will reign and rule forever, uh, from now on, and that you are coming again to receive us into your kingdom, to to be with you in the great banquet, the great feast, where we will honor the king, and we will give you the honor that is due you. And I pray that you would make for yourself here a people that begins now with great honor for you, for, for you as king. Lord, I pray that we would be great subjects in your kingdom, that we would be great stewards of what you have given us, Um, investing the things, the time, the treasures, the resources that you've given us as uh, having to give an account to our king. And I pray that these people here, Lord, would uh, love their king because they are not subjects to a bad king. They're not subjects to an evil king or a greedy king, but they are subjects to the king of all kings who is all love, who is all goodness, who is all merciful, and uh, who rejoices over them with singing. And we look forward to the day, Father, when we will uh, be rejoiced over by our King Jesus. And so I pray for anyone here today also that uh, may not know you personally as Savior, Lord, God, and King. I pray that they would have the courage and the move of the Holy Spirit on their hearts to come forward and to confess you as Lord, Savior, God, and King, and to follow you and to commit their whole life to you as the King, as the Lord of their life. And so uh, we trust you today, Jesus, and we look forward to the day when every knee will bow. Help us to uh, advance the story, advance the gospel and your cause and your glory in the earth until that day and bring as many people to know you and confess you as Lord and King as we possibly can. We love you and we trust you in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, you are dismissed. And if you'd like to stay after for prayer, we'd love to have you.